Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's time for the playoffs. It's time to decide who's going to Vegas. Will it be Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, or Buffalo coming out of the AFC? Is it going to be San Francisco, Dallas, Detroit even coming out of the NFC? Pick your two conference champions, parlay it, and remember, get your 50% welcome bonus on that first parlay using our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, when you use the link in the description to this episode at BetOnline Sportsbook. Bet online where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping on into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy Podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Podcasts aren't live. That's the whole purpose of this podcasting thing. You can listen however and whenever it is that you so choose. And we appreciate that you have decided to stop in however and whenever it is that you may be choosing. Welcome, 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 everybody. It's a fantabulous Thursday January 25th, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate that you have decided to stop in. However, and whenever it is that you might be listening here on this Thursday, we have got a fantabulous show coming at you here today. We are going to take a pause from the NFL playoffs. We're going to take a pause from the basketball season that we are so excited to talk about once football season clears up and we have more time for basketball fun and analysis. We've got some eulogies coming up later on. Myself and Juju Talk Sports recorded eulogies for all four of the teams that got knocked out in the divisional round. They aren't ready to come out on YouTube yet. Therefore, I can't jump the gun and release it here on the podcast. So stay tuned for those YouTubes. We're going to have eulogies for the Buffalo Bills, one for the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield, one for the Packers, one for the Texans. Lots of NFL eulogies coming at you later on this week. All sorts of great fun content. Championship game previews may be on the way later this week. Check for Wired Up episodes on Saturday and Sunday if you want some championship game previews. In the meantime, let's take a pause to talk about the news of the sports world going into Thursday morning, which is, of course, the fact that Jim Harbenheimer, a.k.a. Jim Harbaugh, a.k.a. Hamburglar, a.k.a. Connor Stallion, sign-stealing scandal, savior of Michigan football, Jim Harbaugh, is going to be the head coach of your Las 
Angeles Chargers. And since that team has been stolen from its rightful place in my hometown, the 619 of San Diego, anytime we talk about the Chargers, we must use the opportunity to keep alive the greatest sports theme song of the 1970s and 80s that has been concocted, and that is the San Diego Superchargers fight song. I know they don't use it anymore in Los Angeles. It is property of San Diego. In the divorce, we got to keep the song, and the song remains alive for myself and all San Diegans through this wonderful and wacky podcast around our wacky, stupid football team that got stripped away from us back in my formative years of football watching. Superchargers. Yeah, former San Diego Charger quarterback Jim Harbaugh is returning back to his roots where he will coach the Charger franchise, still owned by the same crappy Spanos family, but now in a different city because they stole that football team away from my hometown when I was just a wee 16-year-old child. And uh, as Part of talking about this story, I should mention off the bat, I am, in fact, a six-year recovering Charger fan. It has been a a long and tumultuous journey to get off of that Charger narcotic, which might be close to being the worst of the narcotics that anyone could root for when they have a deep-seated sports fandom. But I am, in fact, off that Charger narcotic. We don't root for those losers no more. We have a healthier, happier relationship with sports, and we're just in general a happier and healthier person because we don't root for the Chargers. But the one thing that we can take great joy in, misery for the Chargers every single time they do something incredibly laughably funny. And they do it a lot. They they do laughably funny stuff a lot, whether it's just off the top of my head in the last few years, whether it's... Moving out of San Diego and then three months later seeing Patrick Mahomes get drafted into your division, whether it's the entire 2019 season, whether it's Patrick Mahomes in overtime leading a, a fourth quarter, a fourth quarter game tying drive and then an overtime 
game-winning touchdown to Travis Kelsey to steal the division away from the best Charger team of the last six years, whether it's the Chargers prisoner dilemmaing themselves out of the playoff because Brandon Staley could have played for the tie and clinched a playoff spot. The Raiders and Chargers both could have clinched a playoff spot if they played for a tie. Instead, Staley called timeout thinking the Raiders would try and screw them over. The Raiders did end up screwing them over and kicking a field goal, but the Raiders admitted that they would have just ran it out and gone for the tie if not for the Charger. They would have just taken the tie if not for the Chargers tricking them by calling the timeout. Just a classic prisoner's dilemma of both teams screwing each other over, but both teams afraid of the other screwing each other over. The Chargers prisoner prisoner dilemma themselves out of the playoffs in 2021, then lost to Kansas City twice in the 2022 season, made the playoffs, blew a 27-0 lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a loss that is still the third most embarrassing playoff loss in just my lifetime. Google Marley McCree fumble. Google 2010 Chargers 14-2 losing to Rex Ryan's Jets. Those are more embarrassing losses than the 27-0 blown lead against the Jaguars. Whether it's the Chargers blowing leads, missing kicks, prisoners dilemmaing themselves out of the playoffs, blowing 27-point leads in the playoffs, giving up 63 points in three quarters, an NFL record against the godforsaken Raiders in Brandon Staley's last game. The Chargers always find ways to charger things up. And... I, I take great joy in laughing at that franchise because that franchise deserves nothing but suffering, nothing but losses for that, for that fan base and for that ownership group that has run that team into the ground, treated their employees like crap, and took the team out of the city that loved it for 55 years. Nothing but pain and suffering deserved for that fan base and for that ownership group. I am not salty about it anymore. I have moved on, but it just triggers those memories every time we have to talk about the Chargers. Hence why we did an entire 45-minute podcast on here making fun of the Chargers when Brandon Staley did get fired in the most embarrassing of fashions. That episode came out on December 20th, 2023. If you want to hear 48 minutes of me laughing at the Chargers, I suggest that you tune into that episode. And by the way, we're going to chat with uh, Juju Talk Sports later on in the episode. Uh, We did an episode a couple weeks ago about the possibility of the Chargers and Raiders potentially hiring Jim Harbaugh. And some of the points that I want to reiterate here about whether or not Harbaugh will work or not work with the Chargers still very much apply from that episode. So we're going to talk with Juju Talk Sports at the end of the episode. The the episode's from about two weeks ago, but most of the points that I make about Harbaugh still stand now that he's the head coach of the Chargers. And the biggest point of of which is this, and I'm going to reiterate it again when we talk with Juju a little bit later on the show, but the biggest point I want to reiterate with Harbaugh is this. I don't think that the Harbaugh thing is going to work out for the Chargers. However, there have been worse hires that have worked out. There have been better hires that have flopped. There's a lot that goes into hiring a future head coach than just the name that you bring in the door and thinking that that'll inevitably work out. The best example of that is Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. I shouldn't say the best example, but a really good example of that is Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, when he took that Michigan job, was 
too good for that job. Way too good for that job. Michigan was coming off of five and seven seasons. They hadn't won 10 games in eight years. They had fired Brady Hoke. They had fired Rich Rodriguez. They were stuck in the mud. And they got a coach that had gone to a Super Bowl and three NFC Championship games in his four years coaching in the NFL. Jim Harbaugh was too good for that job when he first took the Michigan job. A celebrity coach returning back to Michigan, and that was the reason why he took the job in the first place. He was Michigan's favorite son. He's a Michigan man. He grew up up there. His dad, Jack Harbaugh, still lives over there. Like, he is a Michigan man through and through. That's why he took that job when he did. He happened to get fired by the 49ers at the same time that Michigan happened to fire Rich Rodriguez. Just a coincidence of events that led to Jim Harbaugh getting that job in the first place. And they gave him nine years to build up a national champion program. And what was starting to become clear at Michigan as the Harbaugh era was going along is just that Michigan was not one of those jobs that you could win a national championship at. That was becoming the the explanation there. You can't win a national championship at a program like Michigan. It, it just wasn't going to happen. Michigan has won half a national championship since World War II when Harbaugh takes over that job. It's a job that had spent eight years treading in the middle of a Big Ten that didn't have a whole lot of like deep competition. Like They were a middling team in a conference that was not that deep at the time that they were, they were winning six, seven, eight games a season under Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez. It was seeming like the Michigan job was just a job that you couldn't win a championship for. And it took a confluence of so many events and patience by Michigan to eventually win the national championship in year nine. And there really is no precedent for a coach winning his first national championship in year nine of a program because it's usually put up or shut up time somewhere before then if you're a program that's even capable of winning a national championship. But Michigan did it in a unique way that that exhibited a, an extraordinary amount of patience, three playoff runs, a multiple cheating scandals, because remember, Jim Harbaugh only coached nine of the 15 games this last season, but they did eventually get to the national championship and did win the national championship, and it took so many things coming together for that to work, the least of which is a lot of people who could have declared to the NFL draft coming back for their last year at Michigan to put together an offensive line in a running game, including Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards and some of those players on the offensive line like Zinter, putting together a deep offensive line unlike any unit that college football had that served as this great competitive advantage for Michigan. And so Harbaugh now goes to the NFL after for years when he was at Michigan— Jim Harbaugh was thirsty to get back to the NFL, thirsty to get back to the NFL. When the Lions job came open in 2021, he wanted that job. The Lions told him no. They told him no so much so they wanted to hire the Iowa State head coach, Matt Campbell, and offered him a six-year a six-year contract to run the Detroit Lions over even interviewing Harbaugh in the first place. By 2021, Harbaugh was damaged goods, they didn't want to bring him in. He wasn't, you know, he was getting ready to lead, to get fired potentially at Michigan. Wouldn't even give him an interview. The the Vikings interviewed Harbaugh for their head coaching job back in 2021. Didn't give him the job. The Dolphins 
were sneaking around, were sniffing around Jim Harbaugh after the Tom Brady, Sean Payton thing. The the the, the plan to have Tom Brady retire, come out of retirement, get traded to the Dolphins, be named president slash quarterback of the team with Sean Payton as head coach after that whole plan that led to a bunch of tampering violations got blown up in their face because Brian Flores filed a lawsuit alleging racial discrimination against the Miami Dolphins. I'm sorry, detailing racial discrimination against the Dolphins. Brian Flores' lawsuit blows up the Tom Brady Sean Payton plan and Jim Harbaugh was the pivot plan that they were thinking of they were sniffing around Jim Harbaugh in 22 didn't move forward with Jim Harbaugh the the Bears job was open a couple years ago Harbaugh was sniffing around that job and now we end and the Falcons job was coming available this year and all that stuff so the NFL was telling you for years that Jim Harbaugh was not was not it Jim Harbaugh wasn't it for the Lions, wasn't it for the Dolphins, wasn't it for the Vikings? Last year when the Broncos job came available, he wanted the Broncos job and the Broncos went for D'Amico Ryans and Sean Payton as their two preferred candidates. Like that, Jim Harbaugh been trying to get back into the NFL for years, for years. He is thirsty to get back to the NFL, had been for years. So much so it had become a punchline. It was a punchline that Jim Harbaugh wanted to get back to the NFL for four years. And the NFL was telling him repeatedly, no, 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 no. And then he won the national championship in Michigan, and all of a sudden, one team, one team found Jim Harbaugh palatable. For the first time after he finally won a national championship, one of the teams, after he went through six previous, or I mean five previously, after he was sniffing around the Bears, the Lions, he wanted both those jobs. Teams weren't interested. Vikings, interview for the job. Vikings said he wasn't it. Dolphins, wasn't it. Broncos, wasn't it. He wanted that job. The Broncos were telling you he wasn't it. After five teams over four years were telling you that this guy wasn't it, now the Chargers, one of the most incompetent organizations in football, is the team that's going to tell you Harbaugh's their guy. Does, don't you look at that and think, hmm, maybe I'm going to be skeptical of that fact. Because yes, Jim Harbaugh won the national championship at Michigan, but I would argue that Harbaugh the coach 12 months ago and Harbaugh the coach now are not that different of people. His resume is better. There's no question. Like His resume is better now than it was before. But in terms of the person you're hiring to turn around your franchise, he is no different in my mind, 12 months ago than he is now. Like, I don't think there's this, like, deep... There's this there's this learned experience. There's this new exposed... I don't think there's this new revelation in his life that's going to change the person that you're hiring to be the coach of the Chargers or be the coach of the Broncos. He is the person that he was. And his resume may look better... But if it's just he has a better resume going in the door for the Charger head coaching job, I mean, that's not that's not really uh, that's not a market improvement on the person who was being rejected for these jobs five years ago. And so if you're tasked with turning it around, I, I just don't see it happening. And maybe this is me just really not liking the Chargers. That's a, definitely part of this. I think nobody can fix the Chargers. Everyone who's taken the Charger job takes it to get fired. 
within a relatively short period of time. Like North Turner got like eight years working that charger job, but everyone else who takes that charger job takes that job to get fired without pause. You can go to Marty Schottenheimer. You can go down to uh, the old Lions coach who ended up taking the Charger job after he got fired by the Lions during those crappy seasons. I can't remember what his name is. You can go to four years of Mike McCoy. You can go to four years of Anthony Lynn. You can go to three years of Brandon Staley. The person who takes the Charger job under Dean Spanos without fail is taking that job to get fired. This is a poorly run franchise that has not been able to figure it out. Playing in a division, by the way, that is essentially the modern AFC East. Like, the AFC East from thir- like from 2000 to 2015 with Brady and, and, and Bill Belichick, that's essentially what the, the AFC West is now, is you're trying to take down the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game and the greatest offensive head coach ever. It's just a losing proposition from the get-go right there. And so I look at that situation, and again, we'll talk more about it with Juju Talk Sports in a second, but I look at the Harbaugh hiring and I say, this person is no different of a hire than years ago. And granted, I don't think you should entirely take the NFL's consensus as fact, because again, the NFL told us that Lamar Jackson did not have value. And Lamar Jackson then ended up you know, turning into a second MVP season. Meanwhile, four of the five coaches who said they had no interest in in Lamar Jackson got fired within the end of the year. Like everyone who said we have no interest in Lamar Jackson, their team got their coach got fired by the end of the season. Like so, the NFL consensus is not always right. But if this dude is is trying to posture for five jobs in four years, interviewing for three of them, he's he's posturing for job after job after job. Whether I'm, I mean, it's technically seven. I mean, the Falcons were going to go with Belichick over Harbaugh. So if you want to throw the Falcons in the mix, that's interested in the Bears job after Nagy got fired, Lions job, uh, Dolphins job. He interviewed for the Vikings. He interviewed for the Broncos. He interviewed for the Falcons. Got the Charger job on the seventh try. Like if seven teams without pause are telling you this guy ain't like if six teams are telling you this guy ain't it. What is the seventh team, which has a known reputation for being a poor franchise, what is that seventh team really going to do there? Also, by the way, the Raiders, when they were going through the Antonio Pierce thing, it was Harbaugh or Antonio Pierce. And I don't think that one was more an indictment of Harbaugh than it was that locker room was going to revolt if they didn't hire Antonio Pierce, hence why they hired Pierce before they hired Tom Telesco, the former, the sloppy seconds AFC West Chargers general manager. Before they hired Telesco as their general manager, they hired Antonio Pierce as the full-time coach. I think that one was less of an indictment of Harbaugh, so I'm not really going to throw that one in the group there. But if six teams are telling you this dude ain't it, what has dramatically changed in terms of Harbaugh himself as the candidate that made the Chargers palatable and appetizing or like made him appetizing to the chargers as a head coaching hire and maybe the chargers are just looking up and say we've tried pretty much everything let's just give it a run with harbaugh and see what happens but i'm looking at it i'm like man if they if the league was telling you he ain't it and he was a punchline for years being thirsty of getting back to the nfl but you had to go coach your little michigan team over here because you weren't it for the nfl but you also weren't bad enough that michigan thought they could do better than you because michigan kept him around for years knowing that they couldn't do better than harbaugh he was better than that job for a decade and he leaves michigan after nine years still being better than that job without pause jim harbaugh was always too good 
for that Michigan job as a coach. But he also was a bit of a punchline because he was thirsty to get back to the NFL and the NFL was telling him no. And so now he's going to jump in with one of the worst run organizations in football and expect that that is going to be the turning point for the Charger franchise. I don't see it. But I've been wrong about these head coaching hires before, and I don't want to sound like a hater with Harbaugh because I'm not being a hater in the sense that I think he is the problem. The problem is the Chargers. Harbaugh's reputation is what it is. Harbaugh's a weird dude. He's a weird dude that bought some kids hamburgers and got suspended for three games and then had the whole sign-stealing scandal, and things were getting real awkward at Michigan, but he had the best team in college football, and the best team in college football won the championship based on a representative sample of the season. They deserved to win the championship. They did win the championship, and he got up out of there as soon as things started getting a little teensy bit uncomfortable, and uh, I don't think that this is going to work out the way that the Chargers think it's going to. But that's just my hypothesis based on a well-documented history of futility among that Charger franchise. So we'll talk about this a good bit more in a second with uh, our friend Juju Talk Sports. I'm going to reiterate some of these same points with him, but he and I had a really good conversation two weeks ago about Jim Harbaugh that I didn't really think would find use on this show until Harbaugh did inevitably get the Charger job, and we could build out a full podcast episode here around Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers. Ledbetter, Michigan has advanced to the national championship game, but is this Jim Harbaugh's final game as a Michigan Wolverines head coach? Well, Jim Harbaugh was asked this exact same question in the postgame locker room, and he had the well-scripted answer. He's had a couple of these really funny, well-scripted answers that he's prepared for, and they said, will this be your last game coaching Michigan? And Jim Harbaugh's response was, my future consists of a plane flight back to Ann Arbor, Michigan. (laughs) And he gave a no-comment answer on it. There's been a lot of no-comments for Jim Harbaugh uh, in the past few weeks, and the answer is yes. 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 Win or lose, which I think they'll probably win. Win or lose, This will be Jim Harbaugh's final game coaching the Michigan Wolverines because it's just too uncomfortable, man. It's just too uncomfortable there at Michigan. And Jim Harbaugh, as you, a San Francisco 49er fan, is well aware, 
Jim Harbaugh doesn't like uncomfortable. He does not like when things get uncomfortable and he is going to get out of there, win or lose, because this is finally the year. This is finally the year that an NFL team is going to finally give him a shot. He has been pandering, trying to get back to the NFL for five years. He has not had the reputation to pull it off. This is finally the year that a team is going to look at Jim Harbaugh and say, we will hand over the keys to our organization to you, coach who turned around the University of Michigan, despite the fact that if the game didn't get canceled due to COVID in 2020, Michigan might have fired Jim Harbaugh three years ago. And in those three years, he has been given a second chance. He has turned around his reputation. And now a poor sucker NFL franchise like the Chargers or Raiders is probably going to give Jim Harbaugh the keys to their organization. Hold up, hold up here. Poor sucker? Why? Because organizations that I keep hearing connected to Jim Harbaugh every time are sucker organizations. It was the Vikings. It was the Dolphins. It's the Raiders. It's the Chargers. These have been sucker organizations who try and go after Jim Harbaugh. Okay, okay, okay. But like, is that more of an indictment on Harbaugh? Are you just saying is the organization? No, I'm saying the organizations are suckers. Okay, because every single look. Yeah, my 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 pushback here is I think Jim Harbaugh is a great coach, and I I don't see like why we should discount like what he's done because he's won literally everywhere he's went. That's something that not a lot of head coaches yeah. can say at both levels. That is so damn impressive, and I I think that if you are organization that hires him, you're not a sucker. You're changing that reputation. You're like wiping away the sucker reputation from your name if you hire Harbaugh because he's the right coach to hire. Like this hiring cycle, you look at the potential options. He deserves to be the number one head coaching candidate on the market because he's has a proven track record. His firing from the Niners, not an indictment on him other than the fact that he had a terrible reputation with Trent Baalke at that particular time. And is Trent Baalke a great GM? Hard to say, you know, he's locked into certain situations. He goes to Jacksonville. He lands up with Trevor Lawrence. Okay. But, you know, you go to Michigan and Michigan was at its lowest point as a football program. Yet here they are, you know, in 2023. And again, they're in a national title picture and they've been for the last three years. And if they would have fired him three years ago, that would have been a mistake on Michigan's part. You know, hindsight being 2020. It was a mistake on would have been a mistake on Michigan's part because they also weren't happy with just being 10 wins each year at that point, because, yeah, the COVID season was a total bomb. It was a disaster, but the COVID season should not have buried any coach, really, when we look back on it. That was a once in a lifetime, terrible season for a lot of coaches that year. But you know that there were reasons before that that Jim Harbaugh was set to be fired. And this is what's going to be so unique if and when Michigan wins the championship. There has never been, in the last 50 years of college football, there has never been a coach given a longer leash to eventually turn it around than Jim Harbaugh has had at Michigan. A coach in year nine is very rarely ever winning their first national championship. You can go down the line through the coaches, whether it was Pete Carroll at USC, it took him four years. Nick Saban at <laughs> Alabama, it took him four years. And so it's a unique, I'm not, it's okay. not an indictment of Harbaugh. I was going to say, can we put an addendum that at a high level program? Because yes. there's a lot and of it's, coaches it's, like Kurt Ferentz who have been around for ages. In, oh, no, no, who have, won, 
no, who win a national title in year nine, who win a national title in year nine. It does not happen that way under normal circumstances. And part of the reason why Jim Harbaugh got that leeway is because Michigan knew how down bad they were when Harbaugh got there. They knew it was a Harbaugh was too good for them when he first took that job. They they remember that they knew he was too good for them when he first took that Michigan job. They were down so bad. He was a Super Bowl winning head coach. And he took a job for a previously four and eight program. Like they knew he was too good for them when he took the job in the first place. And he's Michigan's favorite son. He's the former quarterback. His dad used to coach at the school and has a a, a burger named after him at the restaurant that he allegedly paid for two recruits and got the three game suspension earlier this year. Like Jim Harbaugh is in this position to win a national championship in part because he got a longer leash than any other coach. And that's not an indictment of Harbaugh. They did eventually figure it out. They got the right assistance in the door. They they started recruiting four-star players. And the NIL era kind of spread out the five stars to, to level the playing field a little bit, where guys who used to always go to Georgia and Alabama were now going to a blend between Georgia and Alabama and Texas and Florida State and Texas A&M and, and Ohio State and all the different schools. Of, all, all 30 players were getting spread out a bit more in the NIL era. It's not an indictment of Harbaugh. I want to put that out there. He got a longer leash than any other coach, but he's been trying to find his way back to the NFL for nine years now. And and he knew from the start, he was going to have to turn it around at Michigan to find his way back. And he did that in 2018. And every off season since there has been a story of Jim Harbaugh reaching out to NFL clubs, trying to get an interview two years ago. He had a seven hour interview with the Vikings and the Vikings turned him down. He's been connected to the Dolphins when it was Tom Brady and his now agent, Don Yee, who he just hired uh, two days ago, uh, the agent of Tom Brady and the agent of Sean Payton and has connections to Michigan. The NFL agent who was trying to work the door to get Harbaugh from Michigan to Miami with Stephen Ross, who happens to own the Dolphins and is the University of Michigan's biggest donor. Uh, it was the Raiders a couple years ago who should go after Harbaugh. The Chargers are getting in the door on Harbaugh. Like, yeah, he's been trying to get to the NFL for years now. And because he always had that stable job at Michigan, he was always able to keep getting more chances and continue to build that reputation. Michigan was close to firing him, but they stuck with it. And now at year nine, they're going to win a championship in a way that is an anomaly in history. Even Dabo Swinney, who's like the most lightning in a bottle champion coach in college football history, took him only six years to turn that thing around. It's such a unique situation that Harbaugh finds himself in. And because of Connor Stallion's sign stealing scandal, because of the suspension over the hamburgers earlier this year, he's going to get out of Michigan because just as year nine and everything's starting to go great for him is right as it's starting to get real uncomfortable at Michigan because he's been suspended for half of their games this season. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But yes, this is definitely going to be Jim Harbaugh's final game because these NFL teams can't resist the idea of a national champion college football coach who actively wants to go to the NFL because you can't get Nick Saban in the NFL no matter how much you paid him. Nick Saban left the NFL to go to college. You can't get these college champion coaches to come to the NFL unless something has gone wrong and something is going wrong for Jim Harbaugh, right? As he's about to become champion head coach in college football. But it's more than that because Jim Harbaugh is not just potentially a national championship college football head coach. He's a head coach that's been to the Super Bowl in the NFL. That's something that's mm -hmm. always on his resume. You can never take that away from him. Three straight NFC championship games, 
Uh, when he first came into the Niners, no one knew what to expect. But when he came in, he really changed the attitude of that team. I, I think what you expect you'll see from whatever team he goes to, you're going to see a physical team. You're going to see a team that likes to run the ball. Which team does that fit better at this particular point? Um, well, you know, you look at the Raiders, the Chargers, you mentioned both those teams. The Raiders, if Josh Jacobs is still there, you know, I think that he could really do some work there. Unfortunately, again, they got to figure out the quarterback situation. Maybe they fix it with a Kirk Cousins, or maybe they just trade a lot of assets to go draft someone. With the Chargers, what you like about them is you have the quarterback figured out, and now they got to fix that running game because Austin Eckler, love the talent, but he's not exactly what I would call a Jim Harbaugh running back. I think he'd be a great piece, and maybe, who knows, maybe they draft Blake Corum at some point in next year's draft if Jim Harbaugh goes there. They need to fix like that physicality. Uh, Harbaugh's not necessarily going to fix your defense, but he's going to bring in assistants that will fix that defense. And actually, you know, one thing that's been noteworthy with the Chargers in recent weeks, since Brandon Staley has been fired, their defense actually has been playing better. So maybe, who knows, it was all coaching there. With that said... You bring in a better coach, a high-level head coach like Jim Harbaugh versus Brandon Staley, in theory, that should be an instant upgrade. That's kind of what we talked about with the Broncos. And yeah, they're not a playoff team this year, but we did see the improvements moving from Nate Hackett to Sean Payton. I think we would see the improvements moving from Brandon Staley to Jim Harbaugh instantly. Again, I think the Raiders need more work right now, just given their quarterback situation. Like the defense, I think the challenge for the Raiders in particular, though, they have this kind of like weird reputation following them. Obviously they went high level head coach or big name head coach. I should say with John Gruden, giving him that 10 year deal didn't work out because of the email scandal. They had their interim coach comes in, leads of the playoffs. They don't hire that guy. They go with Josh McDaniels, another high profile head coach doesn't work out mostly because Josh McDaniels is a bad head coach. They fire him. Antonio Pierce comes in. It's not going to lead them to the playoffs, but you know, players like him, and it does seem like, you know, there's a lot of people vouching for him or caping for him to get that job. So if Jim Harbaugh comes in, you know, he's going to have that. Well, is he better than at least Antonio Pierce? I mean, he I believe he is, but, you know, that he's going to have to overcome that challenge, obviously, early in the season. And I think for the Raiders, you know, if things don't work out in year one, you're going to have a lot of that narrative. The only difference there is I think Mark Davis, for all his faults as a owner, as a person who decides on how he gets his hair cut. He's willing to give you a big contract if you're a coach of his. He's willing to give you that 10-year deal. He's willing to give you hundreds of millions of dollars. We saw Michigan said they're going to give him a $100 million deal. Mark Davis will match that. Will Spanos match that? We'll see. I want to put this out here because I know I always sound like a hater when the Jim Harbaugh stuff comes up. And I just want to reiterate, I'm not a hater. It's just weird. All of it is weird. But I just want to say it totally could work. It totally could work. However, these are some sucker organizations that he keeps trying to get these jobs with. Sean Payton is a Hall of Fame head coach in the NFL. And I didn't think that the Broncos thing is going to work. When they first hired Sean Payton, I was like, I don't think this thing is going to work the way that they think it's going to. It could work. It could not. All of these head coaching hires are random and crazy. I thought Sean McVay was a terrible hire. What the hell are you doing hiring this 30-year-old nobody to be your head coach after Jeff Fisher? I thought it was ridiculous, and it turned out to be a great hire. 
I don't know what makes a great hire. Yeah. I don't know what will end up being successful. It but, totally could work. And there's tons of factors at play. But can we acknowledge but, that not oftentimes when you are hiring one of these head coaches, do they come in never having a losing record in the NFL through at least four seasons? Like how many other yeah. times can you say what? that? Like about any coach it's, hired in the last 10 years? It's totally fair. But there's a reason why it's been 10 years since someone has wanted to go after Jim Harbaugh. Like, it's just not, weird, man. Not wanted. But you mentioned the situations like he had the seven-hour interview with the Minnesota Vikings and then didn't end up getting that job. You mentioned he was talked about with the Lions job, didn't end up getting that job, didn't end up getting the Raiders the job for whatever reason a couple years ago, the Dolphins, whatnot. With those respective teams, are they better for not hiring Jim Harbaugh? Mike McDaniel, okay, it worked out. But as mentioned, it took like a couple of plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D options to get there. Okay. Kevin O'Connell, I guess if you ask Vikings fans after what happened in week 17, starting Jaron Hall, the rookie, they might say, man, would Jim Harbaugh have made that decision? I don't know. You know, we could have still been in the playoff picture potentially. The Raiders, obviously it didn't work out with Josh McDaniels, right? Like, I think the Raiders probably should have pursued him that year in particular, instead of wasting time with the McDaniels era and Detroit. Okay. It's working out with Dan Campbell. It took a while to get there too. So, you know, it's, is hard to say, but like, I think that it, it was a mistake for any team that didn't consider him or strongly pursue him that needed a higher coach in the last 10 years. I mean, how many one and done head coaches did we see right over that time? You could have just mm-hmm. split the middleman and just hired Jim Harbaugh at that point. And yeah, his coaching stock wasn't necessarily high at, let's say, 2018 with Michigan, but he would have probably been a better head coaching hire than what, Freddie Kitchens, right? Who got hired at one point during that but, tenure. Yes, and, yeah, and you're underlying the point with all of this is like all these coaching hires could work. They could not. Like all of them are, you have to have a vision for what the coach is going to be. The coach has to enact the vision and do the little steps along the way to get you to success. That is ultimately the best model for coaching success for people who are all very qualified to be NFL coordinators and NFL coaches and college head coaches and things along those sorts. They have been prepping and training for that position for years and years and years. Doesn't always mean it's going to lead to success. There are way more factors at play than just a head coach who's, who know, comes I'm, in and is going to fix everything. I'm just and saying Adam Gase got two head coaching jobs in the time that Jim Harbaugh has been out of the NFL. Yeah. If Adam Gase had got, if Adam Gase had gotten a job that wasn't with two of the worst organizations in the world, maybe he would have lasted a little bit longer at those jobs. Like, who knows? Like, there's so many factors at play with all of this stuff. The examples that we brought up are good ones. The ones that Jim Harbaugh had been thirsting for those jobs, whether it was the Vikings, which everyone's like, eh, we're kind of okay. Detroit turned out great with Man Campbell. Dolphins, despite all of their chances to try and throw it away, have turned out pretty good with Mike McDaniel. And the Raiders have flopped and the Chargers have flopped. Like, yeah, it's there's only but so much these these hires can do to, to succeed. And Jim Harbaugh could totally work with the Raiders or the Chargers or whoever else is going to be in the game for Jim Harbaugh. It's just everything around Jim Harbaugh is weird. It's always been weird. Weird that he's thirsting for these NFL jobs. It's weird, but weird successful. That he stuck around at Michigan. Weird, but, but successful. It only, got success- it only got successful in year seven, eight, nine. And no, it also I, is getting I'll push, successful. I'll push back because even then, and this was always part of the argument with Michigan on when they were considering firing Harbaugh, is they were still good. <laughs> yeah. They, they weren't 
winning the Big Ten every year. They were getting their ass kicked by Ohio State, sure, which is not a great look for Michigan, but they were winning every other game that wasn't Ohio State in some years, you know? So yeah. that's the thing that at, with the Michigan firing Harbaugh argument, it was not because Michigan wasn't winning. They just weren't beating Ohio State. They just weren't winning the Big Ten. They were winning 10 games. They were winning 9, 10 games <laughs> every year. You can argue, is that great in college football? No. Is it great for the high one of the highest paid coaches in college football? No, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't Rich Rodriguez out there. Of course, but Harbaugh was never going to be that because, again, he was too good for that job when he first took the job. He was he, Jim Harbaugh was the Super Bowl winning coach who never had a or super NFC winning coach of the 49ers who never had a losing record. He was too good for that job when he first took it, and he turned them around and got them back to respectable, and he did it relatively quickly. He did that within like three years, which is, by the way, what you should expect when you bring in a coach who believes he should be an NFL head coach the entire time and has the track of proven success at the places he's gone. But the thing that's interesting now is that as it reaches the national champion level of good as they rebuilt the program through the pandemic, brought in completely new recruits, a new quarterback who has now, if he wins the game on Monday, JJ McCarthy will finish with the best winning percentage of any quarterback since they were playing in black and white film in the history of college football with the 28 and one record brought in a new quarterback, brought in new running backs, brought in new everything and it became a champion good team with them staying together for three years. It's a great example of how to build a program. It was just Harbaugh getting a second chance once they kind of came together and said, well, you're not getting anything better than us. We're not finding anything better than you. So they agreed to the reduced salary contract yeah. on Harbaugh at the end of the 2020 season. Seen the massive success that has come since. Harbaugh took a program that was it did the did one of the hardest things you can do in college football, which is go from that 10 win a year plateau to that 12 to 13 win a year plateau. Only a handful of coaches are able to do that. And that's why Jim Harbaugh is now back in the conversation for NFL jobs. And it's not a conversation that has just been started by him. But granted, we've gone through now 20 minutes of talking about Jim Harbaugh and haven't brought up part of the reason why he wouldn't stick around at Michigan for that 10 year contract, which is suspended for hamburgers, Connor Stallion sign stealing scandal, all of the discomfort around the University of Michigan and whether or not he'll get another suspension from the NCAA or whether or not there's going to be more investigations and more of him having to lie and all of the stuff around Michigan that might make Jim Harbaugh who doesn't like discomfort more than the common man, he might want to just book on out of there the same way that Pete Carroll booked on out of USC yeah. when that whole thing was coming to an end, the way that Urban Meyer, who got retirement and leave on his own terms at Ohio State, even though we know why Urban Meyer was no longer the coach at Ohio State, got to take off to the NFL. He's kind of in that uncomfortable position and that would be the incentive for him to make the jump to the NFL in the year that he happens to have the best team in college football. It took him nine years to get there, but he does have the best team in college football. They should win the championship. And when they do, he will have accomplished that goal. It will be regarded as a massive success for the rest of his life. And after nine years of grinding away to get Michigan back to the promised land, he will now jump to the NFL where, like I said before, a likely sucker organization mm -hmm is going to think that Jim Harbaugh is going to turn it around. And again, he just might, but he also just might not.
30 seconds, Chargers, Raiders, which one? You're Jim Harbaugh. If I'm Harbaugh, sign a contract. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, uh, I am Chargers because, oh, God, that's tough, man. Oh, God. Chargers because you have the quarterback. Raiders, though, would give you more power within the organization, I think. God, that's tough. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Chargers. I'll go Chargers. If you're giving me those two terrible, terrible options, I, w- I will go with Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Jim Harbaugh should have never left NFL head coaching conversations for the record. But what do you think? Where do you think he ends up? Leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all our social medias. From Juju and Kyle, stay safe, happy, and healthy. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.